0: Cashflow Ninja, episode 213 with Kevin Nichols.
1: Welcome to The Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubshire.
0: Hello Cashflow Ninjas, MC Lobster here and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today and in today's show we're going to look at how to invest in life settlements and learn a little bit more about this relatively unknown asset class and why it is such an attractive investment. My guest in this episode is Kevin Nichols. Kevin is the managing partner at Penumbra Solutions. Penumbra funds invest in hundreds of senior life settlement insurance policies with a target yield in the low double digits, no market risks, no premium calls, professional management, and funds locked up safely in escrow. This might be one of the best investments you have never heard of. If you're interested in more information about the Penumbra funds, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Laubscher or by email at info at com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja, one word, to 44 44- 222. To ensure you never miss one of our episodes, you can also download our free interactive smartphone apps on the Apple and Google Play app stores. I've created a Cashflow Ninja investment group where I share opportunities that I'm investing in with my fellow investors. If you're interested in joining this group, please email me at info at cashflowninja.com and we will continue the conversation to see if you're a good fit for our group. My friend Dave Zook says you can be conventional or you can be wealthy, but you need to pick one. At The Real Asset Investor, Dave and his company create value for investors looking for higher yield returns from real estate ventures domestically and internationally. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities The Real Asset Investor offers, such as the syndication opportunity at Mahogany Bay Village in Belize, or investment opportunities in the multifamily space in the U.S., visit CashflowNinja.com forward slash real asset investor. Gelt Inc. is a multifamily syndicator which has acquired over 6,700 apartment units valued at over $1 billion through a private equity syndication model. Gelt provides its investors with significant cash-on-cash returns while maintaining and enhancing equity invested for the long term. You can reach out to Joss Satin at joss at to learn more. Have you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start and how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at joinupsproperties.com. If you want to create an income stream of 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs within 90 days in real estate without finding the property, fixing it up, finding a tenant, and all the other management headaches, you have to watch the private lending presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Joining me on the Cashflow Ninja podcast is Kevin Nichols from Benumbra Solutions. Kevin, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, MC.
0: Great to be with you. Can you share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners?
2: Sure. Uh, my partner and I, we're here in, in South Lake, Texas, and um, we have been financial planners and advisors for many years. And back in 2009, I want to say, uh, we developed our own Private equity fund for actually for ourselves and uh, our close family members and some some high valued clients, and um, we. Uh, in fact, my dad was our first investor, and he still invests with us every year. Um, and it became kind of a, a niche for us. And uh, before we before we could could grab a hold of it, it soon became. It, it consumed us and became virtually the only thing that we do now and um, so uh, it's still just my partner and I and uh, we uh, we uh, take very we take great pride in, in in what we do and how we do it uh, but we do offer it to investors actually around the world uh, and we have uh, hundreds of investors from around the world who take part in our private equity fund uh, there are actually there's one every year that we do. Uh, it's a, uh, the type of private equity fund uh, that it is, is a, it's a, it's, it's known as a Reg D, uh, Rule 506B fund. And so it's limited into, as to the number of investors and it's limited as to the amount of money that we can raise. Um, so it, uh, it works out very well for our investors. Uh, we've never had a client lose a penny and uh, we uh, we're still able to achieve Average yields of roughly ten to twelve percent annually. Um, it's very low fees, not tied to the market at all, and um, we uh, we're very proud of it. So it works very well. So that's what we do,
0: and that's why I'm very excited to have you on. It's a asset clause that I don't think a lot of my listeners know. Uh, anything about and know that it exists. And I don't think for that matter that a lot of people know that it exists and it's a actually the asset class of life settlements. So can you share a little bit about uh, a little background on the life settlement industry, where it came from, where it ties into the life insurance industry uh, and why nobody's really heard of this asset class?
2: Sure. Well, the reason nobody's heard of it uh, is because There there are a couple reasons, mainly because Wall Street doesn't want investors to know about this. They don't like alternative investments um, because they don't get paid uh, with alternative investments. Uh, The asset class has been around actually in 1911 is where it started, where uh, there is a a case where uh, a patient... Of a physician needed some surgery done and he didn't have any money. And so he offered his doctor uh, his life insurance policy in exchange. And the name of the case is Grigsby versus Russell. And the case was ended up being adjudicated um, later when the patient died, many years after the surgery. Um, And the physician tried to collect on the insurance policy and the insurance company refused to pay, stating that he had no insurable interest. And the Supreme Court ruled, in fact, it was Oliver Wendell Holmes who wrote the opinion that said, once a life insurance policy has passed the contestability period, which is typically two years, it becomes private property and he can do with it as he pleases. And that case law has held up well over 100 years and it's been challenged many times and it has always held up and so it's it's an asset class where we know what our absolute payout is going to be what we don't know is when we're going to get paid Um, this asset class this asset has been used by Warren Buffett Bill Gates uh, many many large financial institutions uh, around the world, um, and it is still used today by them. Most people haven't heard of it because it's not available to most people. When we created our private equity fund back in 2009 and we first came to market in 2010, our intent was to make it available to everyone, no matter what investor size, But what we quickly learned is that the rules are such that you can't do that. The SEC will not allow that. And so, unfortunately, the game is somewhat stacked against the average investor. So, we tried, we we, we made it so that we could accept people into the fund. Uh, It's designed for accredited investors, but we can take investors for whom the invest the investment is suitable. Um, it's, it's not something that you want to put your, your only $50,000 or your last $100,000 into. It's really designed for long-term growth. Um, and it's designed. We what we tell people is it's not for all your money, but it's for the money that you can't afford to lose. Uh, and it works very nicely. So what we do is we create a new private equity fund every year. We are on fund seven right now. Uh, and we accept investors into our fund. And it sim- simply becomes a pool, a pool of money that we use to purchase life insurance policies from senior citizens who don't want the life insurance policy anymore. Now we don't go looking for them. We always have a third party uh, law firm, if they don't have an attorney, we make sure that they get one. We will pay for one, if, in effect. Uh, so we don't look for them. They actually raise their hand and say, I don't want this anymore. I can't afford it, and I need the money. So we will then take a look at the, the policy. We'll look at the company because we're only interested in American life insurance companies. A or better rating because since 1845, no B plus or better rated life insurance company in America has ever failed to pay on a death benefit or or an annuity claim. So we're very confident that we're going to be paid. We're going to receive our money as long as we can continue to making, to to make the the premium payments. Um, So it works very nicely like that. Uh, The average age of the people in our funds is right at 90 years old. So, We don't know when people are going to pass. Only God knows that. But we're very confident that on average, most people are not going to live beyond 95 or 96. So typically we know we're going to get paid out. If we have a fund that has 30 life insurance policies in it, we expect that virtually all of those will be paid within six years to eight years. So what we typically tell people is if you know, you're going to be needing this money in the next 10 years, don't invest it. Keep it on the sidelines because we don't want them to count on it for income. We want them to count on it for growth. And so we typically start distributing proceeds from these policies in about year four because we have to reserve for premium expense. We want to make sure that we can protect the pool of assets, the pool of insurance policies. So as those uh, as policies mature and we receive that money, we set that aside. All money is held by Bank of Utah. We don't ever touch the client's money. We don't ever even have access to it. So they manage all the money, and we typically reserve all of the money that comes in in the first four years or so for future premiums. And once we get to that point, everything is distributed as it occurs. So, And it's worked very nicely. As I indicated before, we've never had a client lose a penny. Uh, the average yield is about 10 to 12% annualized. Quite honestly that's pretty conservative but we'd much rather be conservative uh, than uh than be than represent something that it's not so
0: Absolutely. And that's a, that's a, go, a very good summary just of, of the, the industry and so forth. And I mean, I think life settlements are around $500 billion in a $17 trillion industry of life insurance. Uh, and for listeners out there that are hearing this for the first time, there's a lot of different, uh, sides to this investment and there's a lot of value being distributed on all sides. So basically it, just to summarize um, for listeners that are still a little bit confused is life settlements are life insurance policies that are sold uh, uh, to uh, investment funds by people that no longer can afford them. And that, that's, you know, that's another question that I had to what are some of the most common reasons why people would sell them. But before we get to that, they can't afford them. And for whatever reason they would sell it, then this is put into a fund and eventually they mature. Now it might sound a little bit morbid, but there's a ton of value on both sides of it for the person selling that policy. Uh, I just doing a little bit of brief research here, the industry average, I mean, some of them have looked at seven times, uh, paid out seven times more than the cash value that these policies have had. So for the person selling this policy, um, they will get more money on average uh, from these people buying it than what they would just, what they would have in their cash values or their, their, their death benefits. And you, you can speak to that too as well, Kevin. So there's value there. There's value for the investor on the other side. um, I think of, uh, is it Ed McMahon? That's a, that's a pretty good example of this from Johnny Carson. that he was actually in financial difficulty and ended up selling his life insurance policies, which, uh, secured the the assets for his family and then he was able to live out the remaining uh, years of his life comfortably. So uh, I think, is there anything else you want to touch on what I just mentioned around the value that's created on all sides of this transaction?
2: The, uh, the policy is always sold for more than its cash value. Um, it wouldn't make any sense. Otherwise right. <clears throat> most, most of the policies that we purchase are universal life policies. Uh, we do have some whole life policies, uh, but typically uh, whole life policies don't work for what we do because whole life policies are intended to build cash value. Uh, and as such, the premiums are going to be higher. Right. We, we don't want to build cash value inside the policies. In fact, we hire an outside company that has actuaries and they will tell us exactly what we need to pay, the minimum amount that we need to pay and when we need to pay it. To keep the policy in force, we don't want it going into grace. We don't ever want a policy to lapse. We we have uh, over seventeen hundred policies. We've never had one lapse. Um, so the the insured always always gets more than the cash value. Sometimes many times more. Uh, sometimes we will structure a transaction with the family or the insured uh, where they're able to keep a small portion of the death benefit. For example, say there's a, a $5 million policy. Uh, We may agree to purchase the policy for X number of dollars and allow them to keep 20% of the death benefit in the first year and 17% in the second year on a sliding scale, or maybe it's just a level uh, death benefit that we will allow them. We call that a retained death benefit transactions. We, we were probably the first company to, uh, arrange something like that because because we can and it makes sense for the insured. Uh, what we're doing is you're take, you're taking a death benefit for the beneficiaries and you're turning it into a life benefit for the insured. so where grandma Grandma Jones perhaps uh, has family and she can't afford the premiums and needs money now. Uh, she, she can go to her, her beneficiaries, her children, her grandchildren and say, do you want to pick up this policy? Um, but frequently they don't, they don't want to or they can't afford to. In fact, we, they have to sign off on this. They have to, they have to acquiesce because we, we don't, we're not going to be sued. And Gary, you know, that's not going to happen because they all sign off on, on what's happening. So, um, as, as does the insurance company. We, even though this is a perfectly legal uh, transaction, uh, we have the insurance company in the loop, and they—they they may not like it, but they know it's going to happen, and they know that there's that it's, it's going to pass. Look, here's something we've learned in the last uh, ten years: the largest purchaser of life settlements in the entire world are the insurance companies. They buy each other's policy. Now, they don't do it in their own name, of course. In fact, the single largest purchaser is AIG.
0: Very interesting.
2: So how secure is it? Very secure. Um, <laughs> Warren Buffett him, himself, Berkshire Hathaway, uh, the Bill Gates Foundation, Chase, uh, Credit Suisse, uh, the list goes on and on and on. There used to be a time where, <clears throat> when Merrill Lynch was in business. Um, where Merrill Lynch, if you had an investment account with Merrill Lynch, and you agreed to set aside some of your money and keep it, say you had a 401k there, you agreed to keep a portion of your money in cash or a money market where they pay you one to one and a half percent. The money market, which has to be readily available, they would take a third of that money and invest it in life settlements where they're earning 17 to 24% annually, paying you a point to a point and a half. Now, the rest of your money, of course, you're gambling with, trying to beat the market. When do right. I get in? When do I get out? And we love clients like that because they end up on our doorstep at some point because they don't win. The only people that win are the brokers. They always win. So, exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah. Wall, Wall Street always wins on, in <laughs> that exactly in that way. Right. So, the, and, that's,
2: and that's one reason that they don't like this.
0: Right, right. They just, don't. just like in the casino, the house always wins. And, and this is a fantastic vehicle to diversify some of your investments. Kevin, just as you mentioned, from a growth strategy standpoint, completely out of the system. This is not correlated to interest rates, economies, geopolitical trends, price of oil, oil, absolutely nothing.
2: Remember, these these financial institutions, these are American life insurance companies, rated A or better. I have obviously a lot of money in these. In fact, my partner and I are the largest investors in our funds. So, as they say here in Texas, we eat our own cooking. <laughs> these are these, our, our, our retirement is essentially guaranteed by the prudentials, the mass mutuals, the New York lives of the world. So uh, we're pretty comfortable being in that position right now. One, you mentioned one other thing too. You 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 correlated uh, or you, uh, you compared it to wall street, you know, or, or rather to, to, to Vegas uh, to a casino It's better. Let me tell you why 90 to 95% of all life insurance policies lapse. So, so people understand that if I'm if I'm an insurance company, I'm going to price my product based on risk, but I know that 90 to 95% of those are going to pay me where the, the, the insured pays the premiums for on average seven years and at the end of that seven years, I don't have to pay anything back. Do I have to give them a return? Nope, I don't. So it's a gold mine. They're an absolute gold mine. Now, we have tapped into their gold mine, and they don't like it. So right. <laughs> there, there's a, there's an easy way to stop this. Stop, stop issuing life insurance policies to older individuals. Will they do that? I don't think so because they're too profitable. Bear in mind – the, the percent of policies that are settled in this country, less than one half of 1% annually. So we are a bug on the windshield of the insurance
0: companies. You're listening to Kevin Nichols on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. You're listening to Kevin Nichols on the Cash Lineage Podcast, and are back to our interview. Let's talk about some of the structures and fund structures that you guys uh, use sure. for, your, for your fund and how this is structured
2: uh, for investors. Okay. Uh, the, the fund is structured, as I indicated, as a Regulation D, Rule 506B, security. So when an individual invests, they become essentially an owner or a shareholder in the fund. Each fund, right now we're on fund seven. So the investors in fund seven are owners of that fund. Um, uh, Money is reported uh, or earnings are reported to them on a form K-1. So we report as a partnership, Um, but they are owners in a security. So uh, if if an individual has a self-directed IRA, if they have an IRA and they'd like to transfer it to a self-directed IRA, it's very easy to do. Uh, and then the the IRA custodian, which we use Bank of Utah, uh, makes the investment on their behalf, on behalf of their, their IRA. Uh, we have uh, self-directed 401k funds that use this. We have individual investors. We have cash investors. We have some family trusts, uh, mostly on the East Coast, uh, the names of which I, I don't want to share, but you would very much recognize them. Um, so it's... It can be used as an investment vehicle really for virtually anybody. So the key is you're looking for growth. You're not looking for liquidity and be prepared to to sit on it for 8 to 10 years for to experience all the growth.
0: Absolutely. And I just want to reiterate that because that's a very important piece into this. When we look at your overall wealth plan that you have in place and your systems and processes, liquidity is absolutely key. And then we've discussed on the show before the next portion of that is income to invest in cash flow, tying in with the cash flow ninja theme um, and create income streams. And then the third level of tier of that is the growth one, uh, where this investment fits in really nicely. So this is not something where you can uh, pu- pu- put your money into and then pick up the phone and call Kevin and say, you know, I- I'd like to get a- <laughs> some of my money out of it. <clears> throat> that throat> that money is 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 in that in that fund. Um let's talk about some of the risks that are there. Um, This is obviously non-correlated to markets, but what are some of the risks in these investments for investors? Well,
2: liquidity being the first one, and you indicated, you know, people really don't, you can't just call up and say, hey, I want to sell. Uh, it doesn't work like that. There is no sophisticated secondary market like there is for mutual funds and individual stocks. That being said, we have had a handful of investors who have needed to get a portion or all of their money out for whatever emergency reason. Uh, and we've always been able to accommodate them. What we have to do is we have to find another investor to take their place. Okay. So, and we've always been able to do that. And if if we can't, then, you know, we can always uh, take them out by using a, a, a either ourselves as individuals or one of our, the next fund will buy them out. And so it's all, it's never been a problem. Um, the risks in this uh, really are if people live to 110, of course that's a risk. So it's, it's called the longevity fund. In other words, the length of time that we need before these policies all mature. Um, but, uh, we do a lot of things to mitigate those risks. Uh, with an average age of 90 years old, we're not so concerned with, even though we do get medically underwritten life expectancy estimates done on every insured, we get two of them done. Uh, we aren't dependent upon that because, in truth, a perfectly healthy 90 year old has how long to live? Even though, as a society, we live longer and longer every year. The number of people or as a percentage who reach age 95 and 96 hasn't gone up at all in 100 years. So there's the chances that people are going to, to be to outlive our fund and very, very minimal. And we have, uh, we have systems in place where if a policy approaches uh, the point of being unprofitable, uh, we can sell it on what we call the tertiary market, because believe it or not, this is something that. Your investors aren't aware of, but there is a huge market for these between funds, uh, between pension funds, between uh, private equity, such as ourselves and large institutional investors. Um, so we would sell the policy before we'd take a loss on a policy. Uh, so the largest risk that we have is being able to manage the premiums. Um, and for that, Say, for example, we have a fund where we can raise up to $25 million in any fund. Uh, Typically, they're about $10 million to $12 million. So let's say, (coughs) excuse me. So we have a fund of $10 million. With that money, okay, as the money comes in, we we open a fund in generally in February. As money comes in, once we cross about $300,000, we will begin to deploy the capital. In other words, we will start looking for policies. So we have a fund right now, Fund 7, and we have about two months or so to go, and we already have a ton of policies. So investors come in, they are purchasing a share of all of that death benefit. But we'll take that $10 million, okay, and we will... Set aside forty percent right off the top for premiums, so we'll take ten million dollars we'll put we'll leave four million in our custodial account at the bank of Utah, and then we will invest six million and with that six million <clears throat> we are are what we want to do is we want to buy death benefit between twenty five and thirty five million dollars we've been able to achieve that so typically roughly two and a half. To three times our money. Uh, so if we have ten million dollars, we set aside four. We're going to use six. We're going to get death benefit of say twenty five million, and we know that they're all going to be paid out in six to eight years. If you know a better investment, let me know. I I don't know one with the same security and safety. Um, again, we don't touch the money. We can't touch the money. We're not even signers on the account. The custodian, which is Bank of Utah handles it all. Um, There are fees involved, very, very minimal, I think. Um, We take a 1.5% fee up front when an investor invests, and that is the uh, organizational and offering, because we front all the money to set up the fund, pay for the escrow, pay for the legal, the accounting, the the printing, uh, and then uh, we get paid back from the organizational and offering fee, which is, like I said, 1.5%. Then we don't get paid our management fee, which is 2.5% until the investor gets paid. So there are no annual fees for us. Uh, We get paid based upon how well we do. If if policies pay early, then we get paid our management fee early. So if they all take eight years, then it takes eight years. But that's how it works. So we have a 2.5% management fee. 2.5% of the payout comes to us, as well as the 1.5% uh, of the organizational and offering fee. So you have one and a half up front and you have two and a half on the back. So a total of 4% of the fund over eight years, less than a half a percent a year. I don't know of any mutual fund. I don't know of any custodian, any broker that would pay, that would work for that little, quite frankly. Uh, right. But like I said, my my dad was our first investor and he there's no way I'm gonna have to explain to him why <laughs> we're charging uh, egregious fees it doesn't work that way so
0: yeah and you've addressed a lot of uh p- points and notes that I've made over here too controlling fees is a big one which yeah. you've spoken to you've spoken about purchasing policies as a discount uh in it for, uh, these are some of the variables obviously that control the per- um impacts the performance of the of the fund institutional risk is one thing that you addressed mm. as well uh, uh, uh and of course the client success uh, with you guys, the track record and so forth. Uh, and you've addressed the time frame, which is a big one, which folks have to be absolutely, uh, clear on this, that this is not something where you can go and access your money readily away. Your money is tied up and, and tuck, tucked away in that. Uh, Kevin, what would be the b- uh, best way for folks that are interested in this to reach out for more information, uh, sure. to, to learn more about this fund
2: that I, I, you mentioned two more months that this is yeah. open for? Yes, it, it, this one is open for about two more months, and then we'll open a new one. And we'll start number Fund 8. So it doesn't matter when they contact us, but they'll be able to, to get into a fund. The best way is to uh, either contact us through you or uh, contact us directly. They can call us at area code 817. We're in South Lake, Texas, area code 817 That's area code 817 479 Nine seven seven zero. We're about five miles to the west of the DFW Dallas Fort Worth Airport. If they want to come in and come visit us in person, we have clients who do that all the time. We're more than welcome, more than willing to come pick you up, bring you over, and let you see the operation, take you to lunch, send you on your way. Um, but uh, we also have an online video presentation where people can go and view uh, the video presentation. It has some numbers and it has more, a little bit more detail. And the way they do that is uh, they go to www.thepenumbraplan.com uh, and then it'll ask for them to give their name uh, and uh, an email address and a password because you have to have a password because it's password protected because it's not for everybody. And the password is penumbra spelled P is in Paul, E-N is in Nancy, U-M-B-R-A, penumbra, all lowercase, Uh, And then they'll be able to view the presentation. Uh, At the end of the presentation, they can actually click and view a frequently asked questions sheet. They can actually view the document itself, which is the private placement memorandum. Um, We used to send that out in electronic versions, um, but quite frankly, uh, twice it's been taken and by other competitors and used to form their own company and so we're not interested in putting anybody else in business so let them let them figure it out on their own from now on um, but they can call you of course uh, uh, this is not something that is open to the general public. They have to come through an advisor an advisor has to say I think this is the right thing for you and uh, let's let's go from there and so once they come to us, We'll speak with them, uh, and if it's something where uh, we think it's suitable for them, we'll gather some information. We'll create a subscription agreement for them and send it to them. It's very simple. Uh, Again, we don't touch the money. The bank handles all the money transfers. doesn't matter what kind of money you have to invest. um, We're able to accommodate you.
0: Yeah, perfect. And I will put a page aside for that as well. But reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com and, and I can put you in touch with Kevin too just to see if this is some, uh, a good fit for you. Now, Kevin, one th- a habit I've observed from very wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying right now and what
2: skill sets are you currently learning? Oh, heavens. Uh, I am always learning and I am always studying. Um, if I was to say, what am I reading right now? I'm looking up uh, most of what my reading I do is is uh, uh, books on tape or uh, uh, books on my Kindle. I'd have to grab that. Uh, one I, I I just finished that was excellent was called Billion Dollar Blueprint by, uh, I think it's Stephen Gardner. In fact, I think this, I didn't write this. I wish I had. Um, it, it talks about using this asset class uh, in building wealth. If anybody wants that, book, I'll happily pay for your investors or your clients. I'll, I'll happily give it to them. Uh, I'll send it to them on Kindle. Cost me all of 99 cents plus tax. I'm more than willing to do that. Um, one of the best books that I've read that I encourage my children to read um, recently uh, is, uh, uh, it's a Daniel Pink book. On, I can't think of the name of it. Um, oh, to say, se- what is it to sell to sell? It talks about selling and people are so afraid of being in in sales. And it talks about how really we are all in sales. 90% of us are in sales. If you're the mother who's trying to convince her four-year-old that he needs to take a nap, you're selling. Uh, And we need to learn how to interact with people. And so I encourage my kids I have one daughter who's, I have three children, by the way. My wife and I have been married uh, 31 years. She's the love of my life, the most beautiful woman in the world. And I have three beautiful kids, uh, very blessed. I am far more blessed than I deserve, believe me. Um, but I encourage them to, to expand their knowledge after college uh, to, to develop their instrument, which is their personality. You know, I used to, th- here's something I do. I used to tell my son, you know, everybody's so focused on grades and he was, he was probably not the best student, very bright kid, but not the best student. And I told him, I said, you know, it's more important to me that you sit with the weird kids at lunch <laughs> than you make perfect grades. Learn how to befriend people. Learn how to make, make friends because that's something that you won't learn the older you get. You can always learn a skill. You can always learn a trade. So, and I encourage my kids to learn to sell.
0: Absolutely. A very, very important skill set. And that book is the Billion Dollar Playbook or Blueprint, you said? Billion Dollar Blueprint. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So we have a partnership, uh, actually with Audible. So listeners on the show can go, uh, to Cashflow Ninja Book and get a free audiobook download and actually Beautiful. download that. So, Beautiful. uh, I'm actually going to put that on my list and check Absolutely. that out as well. It sounds very, very interesting. Uh, Kevin, our core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better. Then we found it by passing down a mindset values and principles to future generations, Mm -hmm. not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be?
2: You know, this reminds me of a line in a movie. It was a a Bruce Willis movie. I can't think he's in a bar and a lady comes up to him and, and says to him, when you die, what will you leave behind? That's not monetary. And he, here he is a rich guy and it literally left him dumbfounded and stayed with him. Um, you know, family is very important to us. Um, we spend a lot of time, um, educating continually. Um, but having integrity, having honor, uh, it's very important doing the right thing. Um, and we have a, we have a faith based reason for that. Um, so I I would say if I were to leave anything behind, um, you know, I just want to be known as uh, having a life well lived and having impacted many, um, not only monetarily, but having touched their lives. We've, we've formed my partner Jim and I, we've formed several nonprofits. Um, I, uh, uh, back in 2013, I I rode a motorcycle at the age of 50. I don't know what Uh, I rode my motorcycle from, let me give you a backstory and I forgive me. Uh, My best friend, his son died at 21 of testicular cancer. And, and so I wanted to do something to honor him. He was a great little, great kid. And I knew him since he was in diapers. And so He said, you know, he always wanted to go to Alaska. And I said, you know, I want to go to Alaska. And so I created a charity called Riding with Josh. And I rode my motorcycle by myself from Fort Worth, Texas, to the Arctic Circle and back. I camped along the way, made a lot of good friends, took three weeks. It's 9,518 miles. I'd never been away from my wife more than two nights. So I think she slept less than I did, quite frankly. But what people didn't know is that even though it's illegal, I carried his ashes with me and I spread his ashes in the Arctic circle. And we created a charity and we, we, we raised some money and we were able to raise a small amount, $17,000 for it. But that's something I'm very proud of that we did that. So, um, we'll just keep trying to learn and get better, I guess.
0: Oh, that's fascinating and such an inspiring story. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, connecting uh, again and uh, providing so much value for my listeners. Uh, can you give them the, just the website URL where folks sure. can learn more about your uh, f- uh, company?
2: The, the website again is thepenumbraplan.com. Penumbra is an astronomical Term. Uh, they can they get extra points if they can figure out what Penumbra is. Um, but it's in order to, what we say is to get from the dark into the light, you have to pass through the Penumbra. Uh, we, uh, uh, but it's thepenumbraplan.com. The password again is Penumbra, all lowercase. Uh, they can reach us at 817 479 9770. You can reach me by email uh, at Kevin at Penumbra Solutions com, um, and happy to answer any questions they've got at any time.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Kevin, this has been a blast.
2: Uh, it's been my privilege, MC. Thank you so much.
0: This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Thank you for joining my guest Kevin Nichols and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you're interested in more information about the Penumbra plan, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. Many listeners have taken action and received a personalized game plan of how to collapse time in their financial plan and become financially free in 10 years or less. If you're interested in a personalized game plan and a custom roadmap to achieve financial freedom in 10 years or less, you can register for a free webinar at cashflowtactics.com forward slash ninja. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Laubeshire or by email at info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting cashflowninja, one word, to 44222. To ensure you never miss one of our episodes, you can also download our free interactive smartphone apps on the Apple and Google Play app stores. I've created a Cashflow Ninja Investment investment group where I share opportunities that I'm investing in with my fellow investors. If you're interested in joining this group, please email me at info at and we will continue the conversation to see if you're a good fit for our group. My friend Dave Zook says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy, but you need to pick one. At The Real Asset Investor, Dave and his company create value for investors looking for higher yield returns from real estate ventures domestically and internationally. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities The Real Asset Investor offers, such as the syndication opportunity at Mahogany Bay Village in Belize or investment opportunities in the multifamily space in the U.S., visit CashflowNinja.com. Forward slash real asset investor. Gelt Inc. is a multifamily syndicator which has acquired over 6,700 apartment units valued at over $1 billion through a private equity syndication model. Gelt provides its investors with significant cash on cash returns while maintaining and enhancing equity invested for the long term. You can reach out to Joss Satin at joss at to learn more. Have you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start and how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at joinupsproperties.com. If you want to create an income stream of 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs within 90 days in real estate without finding the property, fixing it up, finding a tenant, and all the other management headaches, you have to watch the private lending presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank.
1: You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubshire the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, cashflowninja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.